with Christmas, and I've decided that I'm not going to stress out this year if I don't get somebody a gift or, you know, it's not about that. And, um, you know, we all want to, you know, we all enjoy giving, but but actually the best gift that we can give is just the love of Christ. Amen. And, you know, the tree, which it's coming soon, I promise. <laughs> we'll have it up by Sunday. But, you know, there's one perfect tree, and that was the cross. Jesus gave his life on that perfect tree. And we can't use lose focus on that. All this other stuff is just a fringe benefit. And, yes, we want to enjoy it, but let's not lose focus on really what's important at Christmas. Amen. place has been prepared. Streams of lights and holly are draped across the chair. The family's all together. I know where they must be. Everyone is searching for the perfect tree. The perfect tree grew very long and it was not decked with silver or with ornaments of gold hanging from its branches was a gift for you and me jesus laid his life down on the perfect tree Mother wants a straight one, the children want it tall. Dad just hopes that somehow he can get it down the hall. Soon they'll gather round it, proud as they can be. When they're looking at it, I wonder if they see. The perfect tree grew very long ago, and it was not decked with silver or with ornaments of gold. Hanging from its branches was a gift for you and me. Jesus laid his life down on the perfect. With all the celebrations, sometimes the truth is lost. Every step this baby took brought him closer to the cross. The perfect tree grew very long ago. But it was not decked with silver or with ornaments of gold hanging from its branches was a gift for you and me jesus laid his life down on the perfect tree grew very long ago and it was not death 
Jesus laid his life down on the perfect tree. Amen. How many believe that tonight? Say amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. That is my favorite Christmas song. That is my favorite Christmas song. If you brought a Bible, open it to Proverbs 28. Merry Christmas. Are y'all telling people Merry Christmas yet? Y'all better get in the spirit. It's on us. Merry Christmas. I know there's a bah humbug in here somewhere. I don't see Joe tonight. He's not around. Is he? We'll talk about him then. Amen. Uh, they're doing Mounted Patrol, Joel and Carl and Rayford. So keep those guys in your prayers. They're actually helping West Conroe Baptist. Uh, they do uh, They do kind of like us. They do a miracle of Christmas of their sorts. Uh, if you've never been to it, uh, you drive your car through it. It's amazing. There's a It's a big production with a lot of money, and it's going tonight, tomorrow night, the next night, and the next night. And it's everybody knows where West Conroe Baptist is. It's right there off 105, and and I'm telling you, it's worth the trip. And uh, and uh, huh, right off of 336, yes, and 105, and they'll tell you in direction. It's really worth. It. It's absolutely free. Ours is free. Tell people about ours. Ours is free. Uh, Proverbs 28. Go there. Say amen. I'm gonna find it. I really enjoyed my day with God. God is just so good. I'm in Psalms now, so hold on. I was like, there's not a Psalm 28-25, but there's a Proverbs 28-25. Got it? Greed causes fighting. Trust in the Lord leads to prosperity. He who is greedy in the spirit stirs up strife, but he who puts his trust in the Lord shall be enriched and blessed. Strife is a terrible evil. Can I say that to you today? Strife, we don't use the word strife. We usually use the word jealous. We, we, we use the word jealous a lot of times. That's the, oh, she just jealous of me, or or they're just jealous of me. How many remember that song? Let's go to Lookingbach, Texas, where we ain't got to keep up with the Joneses. Anybody remember that? Y'all grow up in that area. Y'all love that song. Let's go to Lookingbach, Texas. That was a wonderful song, and that's where I learned about jealousy and keeping up with the Joneses. And 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 the word strife is strife is that terrible evil spirit that creeps upon us. It's the atmosphere, and and it's caused by jealousy, and and it leads to anger, and it tries to hang around. And if it can get if strife can get in, John, if it can just get a little bit in, it'll take over. Somebody hear me tonight. If it can get a little bit in, it'll take over. I've watched in rodeo career that we've had most of our adult life is, is is hanging around cowboys and other rodeo people. And you can have a really good friend, Mike, that's a really good rodeo cowboy, 
And all of a sudden, he winds up winning a lot more than you do. And if you're not careful, you'll become jealous of that guy. And then you'll start second-guessing yourself and your relationship. All the devil needs is an inch. He'll take it off. Somebody said if you put him in the driver's seat, he's going to put his hands on the wheel. Strife is that terrible evil spirit that creates an atmosphere of anger that hangs around just below the surface. It makes you miserable and causes bickering and arguing and all sorts of things that offends people. You can sense it in the room, but nobody is really facing up to what's going on. How many people know this holiday season you're going to walk into some places and you're going to sense that strife? It'll be in the room. Ain't nobody got to say nothing. Let's do this. Why don't we just buy everybody an elephant and give it to them as a Christmas present? And they say, what's this? And you say, there's an elephant in the room, and it's called strife. You're holding on to something. You're jealous about something. Somebody offended you about something, and it stole your peace. I know all about peace stealing. I know how the devil comes in and robs that from people. He started with me. He liked to got me. He even tried to work on me right now. If he's working on me about that, I know he's working on you guys about that. You can sense it in the room, but nobody really wants to face up to it. Strife is a trap that the devil lays to destroy marriages, businesses, churches, friends, companies, your relationship with your employee. Happens all the time. And the devil sits back and laughs at us. He laughs. He, he's rolling around in the floor. See, I got her mad at him. And, and, and now when she comes home, she ain't going to say nothing. She's going to the bedroom. She's putting on Lifetime. And he could care less. He's going into the living room. And he's putting on Sports Channel. And we're not going to talk the rest of the night. You pass each other. And, and you go into the same refrigerator. And, 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 but you won't speak. And you're mad. And you give them that go to you know where look. And you don't act like this is just me and Mary. It happens if we let it happen. And then what happens, Sarah, is that it becomes an everyday thing. And then it turns into an every month thing. And then it turns into an every year thing. And if you haven't fixed that, James, if you haven't fixed that, then every time the other person does something wrong, you find fault in them. And the devil's laughing, and it all started with just a little offense. You didn't pick up the ice on the way home. You didn't put the toilet seat down. You didn't call them back. You didn't do this thing right, and you didn't make it right. So now there's strife. and there's Strife is an evil. Because it not only offends the person that you're having the conflict with, it affects you. So it has two purposes. One to get you, and the other to get the other person. I was told a long time ago, Pastor Mark, you're responsible for everybody who comes to this church. Ah, it's hard to sleep with, but I deal with it. Well, you know what? Everybody that comes to this church and leaves this church, we always don't leave them in good terms sometimes. And that's hard to swallow, too. There's right, and there's wrong, and there's my way, and there's way, and there's God's way, and there's the devil's way, and everybody wants their way, and 
you're trying to hold it all together, and sometimes I make wrong decisions, sometimes I make the right decision. But I have to live with the decision that I make. But I figured a long time ago doing this that God was going to judge me for everybody that came across that cattle car. So I would love those people that came over this cattle car. And I've learned this too, and you don't have to agree with me if you don't want to, but if you don't, you better ask God to fix your heart. Because I believe if you go and approach everything with love, it's all going to work out for your benefit. If you approach a situation at work with, a, with a, a guy you work with or a girl you work with, if you have strife in your family, your brothers and you's fighting, you and your sister's fighting, if you approach it like, like, like you're just ready to be a uh, 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 Hulk Hogan, ah, rip my shirt off. Some of y'all need to leave the shirt on, so I'm just saying. If you approach it, you get, you're going to get the devil in. And then you'll be like me in a lot of areas where people won't communicate with you no more. They won't talk to you no more. They won't fellowship with you no more. Because there's been times I've done it right and there's been times I've done it wrong. There's been bridges that I've burned in my past. You know what happens when you burn a bridge? You can't walk back over it. So now that I'm older and I'm wiser, I don't burn any bridges. I try to at least leave them up. I wish somebody would hear me tonight. Strife is a trap that the devil lays to destroy marriages, businesses, churches, friends, families. It's very important to understand strife, how dangerous it is, and, and learn how to stand against it. There's two culprits of strife. Many things can cause strife, but two causes the Bible mentions are jealousy and greed. Proverbs 28 talks about the first one. He who is a greedy spirit stirs up strife, but he puts his trust in the Lord shall be richly blessed. Now, if you truly trust God, and I tell you, there's no need for you to ever be jealous of anybody. Somebody ought to hear me tonight. If you truly trust God, then you don't have to be jealous of your neighbor, where they live, what kind of car they got, where they work, or what they do. If you're truly in love with Jesus Christ, when you get passed over for that promotion, you don't have to hate on that person. You know that your time's coming. You know that this is you, and this is God, and this is where he has you, and you're all right with that. But a lot of people don't get all right with that. They get mad at God. They get upset with God. Then they get mad at that person. They didn't deserve it. How many of y'all ever done that? Somebody got a blessing and they say, they didn't deserve it. What makes you think you do? Are you so good? That ought to make you pick your dang feet up. But that stepped on everybody's toes. We look at people and we get jealous and we say, they don't deserve that. I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. Well, look at me, God. I'm working my butt off. Look at me. I'm Job, Lord. I'm Job. Look what happened to Job. Job lost it all. And in the middle, if you read the whole book, I don't know if anybody's ever read the whole book, but the whole book is great. And if you read the whole book, Job about lost his faith. But it was the faith of a mustard seed that got him through. Now, if you truly trust God, I can tell you there is no need 
for you to ever be jealous of anybody. If you believe God loves you and has a plan for your life, say amen. If you believe that God loves you and has a plan for your life, say amen. Come on, say it one more time. Amen. And if you believe that his timing is right, this is going to be your best Christmas. There are going to be presents coming your way. You don't even know where they go. Santa Claus didn't bring that one. That came from straight north. Not the North Pole, straight up, straight north, straight north. Is that north? I don't know if that's north or not. That's up. <laughs> where did I get that at? But if you believe in his timing and you believe him to be true, if you believe God loves you and has a plan for your life and you believe that his timing is always right, there's no need for you to envy one single person on this planet. I was watching The Voice last night. Anybody like The Voice? Y'all watch it last night? My wife loves The Voice. Because she sings, hello. Well, I can't sing, so it ain't my favorite show. I like stuff like Fast and Loud, because I like cars. She don't like Fast and Loud. But she was watching The Voice last night, and they were voting five people off. Well, they had like this boat, and it got down to one person or something. But you could see the look through the television on those people's face that they wanted it, and they didn't want the other person to have it. And God showed me right there last night, that's strife. You want it, but you don't want Pastor Mark to have it. You want it, but you don't want the person sitting behind you to have it. You want health. But you could care less if the others are healthy. That's strife. You want your blessings, but you don't want anybody else to be blessed. Strife does that to a person. It does it to a person. You want to be noticed. You want to be on top. You want to, you want to be recognized. You want to be famous. The Bible says you want to be first, you got to be last. It's totally opposite how the Lord works things. If you believe that God loves you and has a plan for your life, and if you believe his timing is always right, there's no need to envy any single person. People who are greedy and never satisfied with what they have and always want more, and they stir up strife for a couple of reasons. Number one is, I want this and I want that. You want what you can strive for. You want that. You got to have it. Many people get into this works of the flesh. I love what James 4.1 says. Go there with me. James 4.1. James 4.1 says this. What is causing the quarrels and the fights amongst you? Isn't it the whole army of evil desires at war within you? I want this and I want that. I want this and I want that. Man, if we raised a generation of kids like that who are now 30 and 40 and 50 years old, who have forgotten what it's like to have to work their way up, they want it right now. They want it. They deserve it. I need it. Give me, 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 Linda! Linda, Linda, just listen, Linda, 
give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Toys R Us was having this big sale. Mary said, if we're going to buy these kids Christmas, let's go to Toys R Us. We ain't going on Black Friday. Because a lot of those people can't find a babysitter. And they in there trying to hide stuff from their kid in a basket that they're sitting in. And them kids going to want that stuff right now. They're going to give me, 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 give me. And I'm going to walk through there, and I'm going to want to elbow one of them. We live in this generation, and we've raised up people who are now 18, who are now 25, who are now 35, 45, who are now saying, give me, 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 give me. But you got a 50-year-old out there looking for a job saying, I'll take anything. You got a 58-year-old man just got laid off said, Lord, just find me something. I'll sweep the floor. I'll do the trash. I'll start on the bottom. He's not worried about what other people think. He's willing to work hard and then be prosperous. But strife, it stirs up greed, and greed says, I want it now. Another thing it does, it says this. Watch this. This is interesting. Pay attention. Strife does this. If I only had this, I'd be happy. How many of you have ever said that? If I only had this new car, I'd be happy. God blesses you with a new car, you're still miserable. If I only had a brand new house, God blesses you with a brand new house, you find something else you got to have. Got to have this. Got to have that. Never content. Never satisfied. Always wanting more. And I'm not talking about being ambitious. This is a whole different ballgame. This is a whole different ballgame. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. But when you desire that all the time. Think about this. How consistently con content are you? Are you constantly telling God, if I only had this, I'd be happy. If I only had that, I'd be happy. When people are dissatisfied, they tend to cause trouble. They, they think about how easy it is to resent and to stir up strife and they make up lies. It's a lack of trusting God is what it is, folks. It's a lack of trusting God. And you start to play into the devil's hand. There's two ways to keep strife out of your life. If you're taking notes, you'll want to take this. Number one, consider who you spend your time with. If I'm with people that are always happy, always finding the good in everything, it's going to cause me to always want to be happy and always find the good in everything. You get around a brother like Bobby, where you at, Bobby? I ain't seen that dude have a bad day yet. Since he got saved, since he got born again, he just finds a silver lining in every dark cloud. I've seen him with doubt nothing. I've seen him down and out. I've seen him and Heather have troubles. I've seen him. But he tries to stay positive. Let me ask you a question. Answer it truthfully. How many of you hang around more negative people than positive people? You need to pick you some new friends. I didn't talk to my mom and dad for 10 years. 10 years. And I was okay with it. 
Why? Because I'm a positive person. I'm going to Zig Ziglar conferences. I'm going to Les Brown conferences. I'm going to conferences. I'm learning how to smile. I'm learning how to uh, win. I'm learning all this stuff. They're teaching me win, win, win. Well, if I'm going to win, I can't think like a loser. And I can't be around losers. Losers attract other losers. Winners attract winners. And I thought, well, they only bring me down. They only breed negativity. Let me say this to you. You're going to come across some people this Christmas, and they're losers. And they got no win to them. You know it. And misery loves company. So if they can rob your joy, they're going to do everything they can to rob your joy. Me and Mary went and saw this show. What was it called? Coopers? Love the Coopers. And there was one lady in the movies. Anybody seen it? Yeah, it's a pretty good little movie. Yeah, we seen it. Amen, amen. Chick flick. Don't tell nobody I was there. Got my man cards. I got tucked in my wallet. Mary told me it was exciting, it was thrilling. I was crying when I left there. I tried to get Scott Jones to go see it so I didn't feel like I was the only man there. Scott, you need to go see this movie, man. It's really bad. It's really good, man. But in that movie, in that movie, there was one lady, and her sister, she could never please her sister. So she wanted to get her a gift this year, but she wanted to be so fancy. Remember? In that, she wanted to be so fancy that she wound up taking this piece of jewelry and sticking it in her mouth and trying to steal it just to please somebody else. Now, do you want to steal to please your friends? You want to go with... I know people that will go rent a fancy car just to go on vacation, just to look like they got money somewhere. Your real friends don't care what you drive or what you get them. You get me something, I'm going to be happy. Hint, hint. Christmas time is here. If we get you something, you ought to be happy. Well, don't you know I do more than anybody else at this church, Pastor? You ought to get me the biggest present. If you're living for the biggest present, you're not living for the Lord because he is the biggest present. He is the greatest gift. You know, I, I was thinking about this. Now, this is me. Now, listen. Consider this. Consider two ways to keep strife out of your life. Consider who you spend your time with. I, I, I want to ask you a question. What kind of character do your friends say you have? And what kind of character do you have? And what kind of character do they have? Think about it. The people who you hang around the ropes with, who you eat with, who are your closest friends? Do they gossip? Are they gossip colonists? They talk about everybody, talk about everything, talk about troubles, talk, 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 talk. They talk so much. They got you so upset when they left. Your friends should add to you. I was on the radio today, and I was preaching this message on the radio, and 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 I said that it was on it, it was on uh, uh, what was that? I can't remember what the what the deal was on, but it was what was it on, James? 
you remember? You're older than I am. Dave, you remember? He don't remember. Remember what? Both of them were with me, and none of us got a memory tonight for nothing. It was on the people in your life should add to you, not take away from you. When I show up, I want to add to your life, not take away from you. When you show up, you should want to add to somebody, not take away from I preached it in 2013. Do your friends gossip? Are their attitudes generally negative or positive? Now, we're supposed to cut ourselves off from everybody who isn't Christians. That's not right. They need to see our witness, though. They need to see that we ain't listening to that trash. We don't need to cut ourselves off from everybody that's lost. What good would we be? But we don't need to join in with them. We should live in such a way that their light is so bright on us that they want to change. I told someone the other day, I said, what makes a person talk like that to you? Yeah, somebody was stirring up trouble and they brought it to this person and this person brought it back to me. I said, the first question I asked was, why are they so comfortable telling you? You shouldn't be comfortable coming to me talking about anybody. You shouldn't. It's ungodly. You got a problem with that person, go talk to that person. And if you can't resolve it then, then come get somebody else and take two. And if that don't work, take three. That's what the Bible says. Oh, such and such said this. Well, I don't want to hear it. Because they were sure comfortable enough telling you. So what side of the fence are you on? Did you sit there and shake your head? Or why didn't you take up for me? I get so mad all the time when I hear people say stuff about me, and I wonder why you don't take up for me. I would take up for you, I promise you. No, he didn't mean that. No, he didn't do that. No, he didn't cheat you on that deal. You misinterpreted him. Maybe he was having a bad day. I'll take up for you in a minute. But people say, yeah, mm-hmm. why don't you take up for me? People don't do that. Breaks my heart sometimes, but that's just the world I live in. There's always going to be people talking about you. There's always going to be people talking about me. That's just life. But they ought not be comfortable talking with us. That's the difference, who you're hanging around with. Who you're hanging around with. Rachel told me the other night, she said, ain't going to talk about that to me because I'm not like that. And I'll put you in your place real quick. You know, if it takes one person doing that, it could change that person's life. But I always tell people this. Make sure you are affecting the people that you spend the most time with, letting them Know that you were in their life, that your presence was felt. There's a big difference, folks. Another thing I think you can do is guard your heart. Something that Mary's teaching me and the Lord is teaching me. To guard my heart. Because if I give my heart away to every sucker, then I'm the sucker. If I give my heart away to every person that's in this world, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be crying and miserable all the time. You can't give your heart away to everybody. I'm not talking hypocrisy here. I'm telling you the truth. You need to evaluate that person. You need to watch that person. You need to learn that person. You need to, you need to walk with that person for a long time before you give them your heart. Because once you give them your heart and they break it, it hurts. And the Lord knew that, and I'm backing it up with Scripture theologians 
I believe that if you pick up what you spend time with, I believe that you pick up what you spend time with and what you open your heart to. For example, when I'm around someone who's negative, I guard my heart because I know I can be negative too. You ought to guard your heart when you're around people that are negative. Especially if you can be negative too. I guard my heart when I'm around people that are always jealous and always critical and always judgmental. Why? Because I know I can be jealous, critical, and judgmental. And if you open up to all that stuff, you're more than likely going to develop this. Watch. You're going to develop this. A negative spirit and strife. You won't even know you have it. But everybody else will. It'll be the elephant in the room. <laughs> I taught you something. I taught you something. You won't even know you got it. But you'll be the elephant in the room. Won't nobody want nothing to do with you. Won't nobody want to hang around you. Nobody want to do business with you. Nobody want to talk to you. And you'll blame everybody else. But it'll be you because you developed a negative spirit. You're holding on to something you should be letting go of. You've allowed the strife to come into your life. We've all been guilty of it. Will we be honest tonight? God knows I have. There's stuff I'm still walking out. Did I say working out or walking out? I'm walking it out. I'm walking it out with the Lord. There's some things I ain't over from a long time ago. I'm still walking out, working out. I haven't arrived in heaven, but I got to get it right before I get there. Because you ain't going to be able to take any of this with you. I think there's going to be a final exam. I don't know if that's in the book or not. but But I know there's not going to be a lot of people in heaven. I do know that. The Bible says that few will enter the kingdom of heaven. So if you've got a lot of strife and bitterness and anger, will you fall into the few category? Are you going to think God's just so loving and graceful that he's going to let you bring all that with you? If you do, you're out of your mind. That's why we got time right now to let it go. One of the best books I ever bought was by T.D. Jakes, Let It Go. Let it go. Let it go. We did a balloon releasing one time out here at the Jordan. I bought a bunch of balloons. We tied scripture to it, or we just asked it, whatever you're doing, let it go. We gave it to God. The problem is a lot of those people that were there that day, they jumped up there and chased that balloon down, pulled it back to the ground and found it again. Here's the bottom line. I'm done. Being greedy, jealous, coveting what your neighbor has, it's a serious sin. Matter of fact, it's so serious, it's one of the big tens. Who believes that we should follow the Ten Commandments? Do you think that Jesus come and they broke the commandments and we don't follow those? Huh. What church do you go to? Because the Ten Commandments are as important today as they were when Moses brought them down. And so one of the big ten, say big ten. Touch somebody and say big ten. Thou shall not. Say that with me. Thou shall not. 
covenant your neighbor's stuff. That's a 10. That's a 10. That's a 10. That's, that's something big. That's something serious. So how many have broke that commandment? Be honest tonight. How many have broke God's commandment? And how many still do? You know what I do? I'm going to be truthful with you. When I got saved, I started checking that stuff off. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. Yeah. Thou shalt not murder. What if I think about it, Lord? Okay, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. shall not covenant. Can you write a check out of that tonight? Can you be good with what God gives you? Can you be happy with what God has given you right now? Watch this. Wake up. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. There are a lot without. And God has really, truly blessed you. I remember there was a time me and Mary didn't have electricity. I remember there was a time, man, we didn't know how we was going to make it or get to work because they repoed our car. There have been many a times the kids didn't hardly get nothing if it wasn't for somebody else. God has blessed me, and I'm thankful. So with the ones that live in River Oaks, I drive by their house, and I'm jealous, thinking, man, nah, nah. God loves me as much as he loves you. If I drive by the ones that's living in a single wide, do I think I'm better than them? No, God loves me as much as he loves them. Being greedy, covenant, and jealous is actually one of the serious sins. Thou shalt not covenant. It goes against God's will for us and for what he has for people. It's okay for you to think, I'd like to have that one day. Can I, now, now, now let me finish. It's okay to say, I'd like to have that one day. It's okay to look at someone else's business and say, I'm going to do this one day. But not a hate on him because he has a business right now. If you're single, if you're single and you see a strong, happy marriage, and you say, you know what, I want to find a woman like that and I'm going to love her like that, that's okay. But if you try to take some married man's woman, or some married woman's husband, that's not too okay with God. Am I speaking English where y'all can understand that? It's okay to want more. It's okay to be ambitious. It's okay to work hard and be prosperous. Those are fine. Those are fine. But wanting it because you think you're somebody, because you have strife in your heart, it's okay for you to think, I'd like to have that one day, but it becomes wrong when you have a bad attitude attached to it. When you see someone who has something you want, instead of, if you see someone who has something you want, it's wrong to consider taking that instead of working for it and asking God to help you get it. In the meantime, Keep strife away from your life. The Bible says in the first scripture that we wrote, if you won't be jealous and you won't be envious and you won't be greedy, that the Lord will bless you. It was funny because when I was on the radio today and 
I was hearing myself preach, and I was they were talking about the time that I worked at Mounted Patrol, and I was talking about them little skimpy pants I had to wear over there, and that little hat that I wore while I was over there, and boy, me and Dave and James was laughing, and uh, but I remember working the Mounted Patrol because the church didn't have enough money to feed us or pay for us. There were times we'd skip checks, and Holly was here. I had to make sure she got paid. And there were times that I just needed to get out and work. But then when I got off work, I'd come out here and I'd work. We'd build the arena. We'd have events. We'd do things. I'd work there. I'd work here. I'd work there. I'd work here. I'd work there. I'd work there. Never once wanting what the church had down the road. Just knew that God had this for me. And I knew one day that y'all would show up and help me. And that y'all would show up and believe in what we believed in. Yeah, I had to wear them funny spandex pants. It was a short-lived career. It was hard training my horse. I was riding a horse that time named Johnny Cash. And he pooped all over the place. And if your horse pooped in public, you had to clean it up. It was real good money. But there was something about this cowboy just couldn't clean up his own horse's poop. They got mad at you, too, if you pooped in the parking lot of the J.C. Penney. Clean up on aisle nine. <laughs> and then we saw a burglar one time. I'm chasing rabbits. I'm done. Uh, we did see a burglar one time, and I wanted to find a rope and rope him, but they said, no, just call him in. All right, I got to go because I'm just too cowboy for this. And these pants are rotten. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But I never chased people with money just to have a church. I never chased people who lived in the great houses to have a church. I never was jealous when I was driving by these cowboy churches and going to these conferences and doing things. and We went one time. Remember how I went one time? There were 1,600 people at that cowboy church. I think we were running about 60. I was so proud to be there and so proud for that pastor to know that that's coming our way too. So this holiday season, when someone gets something better than you, don't be jealous. Don't covenant. Don't allow strife into your life. Maybe this is the only time that we can win them to the Lord, our family and friends. Y'all got some people coming from New York City. The devil says, I can get strife in that. No, not if you don't let him. Hey, it's a good fight, but you have to fight. Problem is, too many people lay down today. Let's pray or I'll go all night. Father, we thank you for this message. Help us to keep strife out of our life, Lord. Help us to recognize it when it comes in. Lord, we love you. We're thankful tonight, Father, for so many that showed up. Lord, we know that uh, the devil rides in like a, a bandit and he tries to pull his guns out on us and take our joy and, and, and take our finances and take our friends and take our ministries, Lord. And Lord, we just want to shoot back tonight. We just want to shoot back with the word of God and we want to put it on him. And, Lord, we know that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We know that if we stand on the word, Father, it says that you will be faithful and just. Lord, we thank you tonight, Father, that your word rings true in all situations. And, Lord, we rebuke strife. Say that with me. We rebuke strife. 
Say it like you mean it. We rebuke strife this holiday season. We won't have it in our church. Say that with me. We won't have it in our church. We won't have it in our homes. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. We won't have it in our homes. Hallelujah. Say it again. We won't have it in our homes. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.